0: Welcome to another episode of Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Entertainment Network. Boom Howdy. I'm Dustin P. I'm Genius McGee. And on this episode, we talk AMC's The Walking Dead. Season 9, episode 14, entitled Scars. Scars. But for the sake of brevity and also our listeners, we do dive directly into the episode. So, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. You have been warned. Genius, what did you think of this episode?
1: Okay, I'm going to come out like out the gate swinging with this one. I liked this episode, and I have a feeling that I would have really, really liked it more... If it wasn't for the fucking editing that AMC did I don't know if it was like Hey, somebody fell asleep behind the wheel and actually pushed the commercial button mm-hmm. or what? But too soon and too frequently? Twice! Twice has happened in the same episode. And the first time it was for like some fucking Crowley furniture, and the second one was for Match.com. And it was like during a really good scene, for, and then Match.com. A
0: super good scene. A
1: super telling scene. And then all of a sudden it was like, hey, it's Match.com. I'm just glad it wasn't fucking Courtney. Like, hi, I'm Courtney. Come find me. I hate that bitch. Well. We started this episode off with a bang. She's so annoying. She's so annoying. Come find me with her blossom hat and go to hell. All right. So So now that Genius has has that out of the way. It's going to tarnish my score. (laughs) And and
0: like Genius and I talked off air, it's going to tarnish the score overall for the the show, but not necessarily for the storyline. Right, right, right. And as we had talked, we actually have two kind of parts to this episode we have like a past and a present Mm -hmm. Um,
1: and the entire episode revolves
0: around Michonne Mm -hmm. which honestly I thought was fucking awesome about time I mean,
1: we've gone like four or five episodes without even seeing what's going on on that side of the town exactly so what would you rather talk about first do you want to talk about the way
0: that you know the the past kind of interjects itself into what's going on in the future no let's talk about what's going on now because then the
1: past is the past is meaty
0: okay so what we have is we we know now why Michonne essentially shut off Alexandria from the outside mm-hmm. world. It's all because she made the promise to herself that after Carl died, that there no no more kids were going to be harmed. Right, and it kind of weaves into the backstory with the flashback sequences, mm-hmm. but. It was more so just to keep RJ, you know, Rick Jr. right, and Judith safe in Alexandria within Alexandria. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we're talking full lockdown. We're talking about you know Alexandria doesn't get out at all to any of the other communities. They interact very minimally
1: with anyone. Right, and we open up the episode where um, <laughs> they're they're talking. She's talking to Judith and just having a regular old time. No, she's taking a stroll down the right. swamp and she's looking for something. And we don't know what she's looking for. But next thing we know, we we go to the past. This is going to be kind of hard because it jumps back and forth. Yeah, it does. So it, it jumps back much, quite a bit. So much. Um, so they say, hey, uh, Daryl's here. Like, cool, let him in. And then Marquardt's like, he has somebody else. You know? And I right. was like, you know, if that was like back in the day, it wouldn't even have been a question. They would have opened the door like, hey, it's Daryl. And I think they even mentioned point like, well, why didn't you let him in? Well, he's got somebody else. Yeah, but it's still Daryl, and I trust Daryl. So that's, that's very true. And
0: you know, Michonne and Daryl have this weird kinship that we that we learn more about through the the, the flashback sequences. We've always known that they've been close. Mm-hmm. They they've kind of had a strained relationship since everything went on with Rick and, right. and his exit from the show, but. All of the main characters have had some type of impact by Rick Grimes being gone. Mm-hmm. You know, even even the the small minor characters like and I say minor characters, but I mean minor in terms of their interaction with Rick, like Aaron. Right. You know, he's been impacted by Rick's absence. And Michonne is definitely going to be impacted by Rick's oh, absence. Oh, absolutely. So I mean, I think with I, I think with what's going on with with Daryl and and Michonne and, you know, Michonne's story arc in the present time, mm-hmm. do you think She's justified in the way that she's handling the, I guess, the affairs of Alexandria. How she's being super cautious, super security minded.
1: Yes and no. Okay. The fact of the matter is she needs to do something to keep everybody safe because she doesn't want to do... She doesn't want to lose anybody else. Right. And the lengths that she had to go to in the past to keep everybody safe is some horrendous fucking shit. Yeah. So I can understand... Where she's coming from, because what she had to do, what we found out in this episode was like, damn, that's cold blooded just to keep one person safe. But I think over time it made her jaded and it made her like closed off. So, yes, she's justified, but not to the extent that she's gone to. Like even Judith said later on in the episode, like, when did we stop caring about our friends? Mm -hmm. When did we shut them off? and says we're not going to help you at all because we would rather keep ourselves safe than help you guys out. Right. And like I even wrote my notes like later on Judith is probably the wisest out of every single character in this entire show.
0: Well, I mean, we alluded to it I think 2 episodes ago. You know, what's up with the Grimes kids? Right. You know, they they're seeming to be like the not necessarily the moral compass because we know what happens to the moral compass yeah. of the show. But they're they're the most intelligent and most thoughtful. Of all the characters that we've had. Mm-hmm. Because everybody else seems very impulsive. Yeah. Very, you know, me, 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 me. And, you know, Carl was really after something more. You know, building the community. He, he rescued Sadiq from, you know, the 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 world. <laughs> yeah. You know, Judith is trying to rehabilitate Negan mm-hmm. just through
1: conversation she has with him. And she's the one that rescued uh, Magna and Baron Chow and that whole entire right. group. So she's the one like, look, we need more people. We need to keep as many people safe let's go do this what carl wanted to do heal the world basically at least and make it a better place for you and for me and
0: for the entire
1: human race for tomorrow oh that's plant a tree (laughs) it cleans the air but yeah
0: dude man i i completely get what you're saying in terms of like you know what those two characters are thinking Mm -hmm. and honestly dude and, and this is something that I don't like a lot of kid actors and actresses. No, but Judith is great. Yeah, whoever they casted for, you know, young Judith Grimes, and I don't have her name right in front of me because my phone shut off, but, dude, she is doing a tremendous job. Yeah, You know, not necessarily just in being a little badass like
1: we saw when she first came across, you know, Magna and her group. But she's adorable, and she's a great actress, because when she needs to bring tears, she can bring tears. You can see what she's doing. And normally, like, little kids, I'm like, ugh, you know? Yeah, exactly. I see dead people and whatnot, but... <laughs> But she's killing it. She's doing great. And going back to her character, so we're going real back in the story. So, like, Daryl and Henry and everybody shows up. And uh, fucking Henry. And (laughs) Lydia and Connie. And there's not a lot of interaction in between them. So we see that that this was the one interaction that we got with Michonne and the rest of the group was chilling. Okay? Because I was Mm -hmm. like, that's cold-blooded shit, Michonne. So anyway, so Henry's getting patched up and getting sewn, and then, and then, like, Lydia's like, oh... That's gonna You're going to have a scar and it's going to be there for the rest of your life. So always remember. And so will I. And I wrote down chicks dig scars. Well, my whole thing is, man, get your dirty ass fingers off his open I wound. I You got fucking dirt in your fingernails. You just come out of the swamp. You're wearing the flesh of dead people. Next thing you know, you're just like rubbing it and like putting like slime and shit in it. Exactly. Wash you your goddamn hands.
0: I'm sorry, man. They don't have a, an abundance of hand sanitizer. <laughs> I don't care if you are trying to get your There's
1: on Purell Fountain running exactly. around there
0: somewhere. So get your swamp fingers off me. <laughs> swamp fingers, <laughs> wrong answer. But, but I mean that that dynamic, it, it's charming, it, it is. But I mean you and I both Fucking don't like Henry, Henry at Fucking all Henry. because every th- every time he tries to do something good, it's like the Three Stooges. It's like
1: <laughs> he's a goddamn goon, dude. <laughs> so, <laughs> So anyway, so so they're like chick stick scars, and then Michonne comes up looking all scary, like, "Hey, can I talk to Lydia alone? Yeah, right. She's like, we need to talk. Right? I'm like, damn. And and what was funny is like Henry tries to do is like you know, you know, kill him with kindness type, like, "Hey, We're I just thanks for my safe people. I'm thank thanks you my friend, Derek. Right? And he goes. Thanks for helping us out, Michonne. Right? And she goes, "If I knew what it was going on, I wouldn't have." Yeah. So keep. I left you at the gates. <laughs> Get to step and kick rocks. You hobbling freak. So. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so she comes up to the fucking Lydia and she's like, "You know what? I had to do some terrible things to keep my people alive. If I could go back, I probably would just walk away, like you should." Exactly, man. That was a
0: that was a a, a deep like mind f infern. She's like. Mm-hmm i probably would have been better on my own hint hint wink wink nudge nudge get the fuck out right it would have been a lot easier
1: kick rocks take your hobbling freak with you yeah so like (laughs) take the sideshow right i was like that's cold blooded Michonne. like just basically come out and say just like when they're asleep just walk away gtfo baby (laughs) hey hey i mean i guess if it keeps people safe but still i mean it's just (laughs) it's just kind of wrong i was like you're cold as shit Michonne. But I mean, well, she has been, you know, she has. Since,
0: since Rick's been dead or presumed dead. You know, she has been a very shut off and cold person because we find out later in that episode why? That the reason why she's doing it is to keep Henry and RJ safe, mm-hmm. and that weaves into like the past story that what well, what we'll get into in in pretty good detail because man, the pa- the the flashback sequences were heavy. It was, it was
1: messed up. Yeah, but I knew that. Okay, so going on. Next thing you know, we see Magma and everybody, like, waving goodbye, and, like, she's there, and, like, Jude's not going to come to me because she's angry right now. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay. And then when they're sitting at dinner, she's like, can I be excused? And like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, I fucking know what's going to happen because I know the Grimes kids. She's going to try and help them out because she was already trying to, like, well, you can't go by yourself. But she had this small interaction with them. Right. With Daryl, just a brief interaction. Like, what are you doing? Well, I'm going to take this kid back. Well, sometimes you need some help, and she had a very good line to to Daryl that kind of put him in his place when they're sitting over there by like the um like the riverbank. Uh huh. Yep. And she goes, "Hey, so what would my dad do?" And then Daryl's like, "Honestly, I don't know." And then she goes, "That's what I thought." And she, yeah, goes, she straight up, up mic way. drops it's on him. Of the way the way I thought,
0: bitch. And
1: then just goes
0: like, "I'm, I'm surprised a- she didn't slap him on the
1: back of the neck or something." <laughs> she's cold-blooded that's what i thought and then she goes and i'm like you know she's gonna go and help them you know once they're gonna leave because Mm -hmm. michonne's not gonna do anything for him she's gonna escape and sure enough what does she fucking do may i be excused yeah sure she goes and escapes and next thing you know here comes michonne running at going to negan which was smart because it's happened happened before yeah
0: she knows that negan and judith have a relationship and i think that's she didn't understand really the depth of that relationship until a couple episodes ago when she went to Negan and she noticed that Judith was spying on him. You know, I think she really understands now that Negan has not necessarily a, a an ear of Judith, but I mean we, we talked about it on the previous episode. Negan really talks to her as an equal instead of a little kid. Yeah. I mean, you can tell with the interaction that Judith has with Michonne that she is far progressed beyond her years. Oh, I yeah. I mean, this is not a oh, you yeah. know, a little a you know, little 10 11 year old kid, you know, mentally. I mean, she's had to grow up and see some pretty horrendous stuff, you know, friends die, you know, people having to deal with that grief and whatnot. So, you know, Judith is is well advanced. So, I mm-hmm. think I think Michonne was right to go to talk to Negan, and the interaction that Michonne
1: and, and Negan had was pretty awesome too. That was a great interaction because it's all about Judith. Mm-hmm. And like if you would listen to her, maybe you know where she is and like why are you listening to her? And it was just like that good like and Negan even said it's because I shoot it straight with her,
0: mm-hmm. Michonne pops right back. Well, did you tell her what you did to Glenn and Abraham? Mm-hmm. And she goes, I thought not. And but there was a, there was another line that Negan had. You know, I, I've told her everything. Do you think he actually you know kind of spilled the beans about what happened with Glenn and Abraham? He said he did. He said but he, he, he. But he, he still, also he's also said a, a lot of shit no, too. No, but
1: he goes he goes. You know that Judith would find out. Right. That, you know, yeah. She would dig she's out, out that bullshit meter. Yep. Right. And. She, she would put even put two and two together. He wouldn't been in that cell if he didn't do some horrendous shit. That's very true. And so I think he, she totally did. I think he goes, yeah, I did some terrible things because who else is he going to talk to? Who else is he going to like? Pretty much the only person I can think of would be Father G. Yeah, but still, I mean, I, I think he told her of all the horrendous shit he's done. Maybe not all of it, but all the major shit to the Grime family in Alexandria maybe in a PG-13 cuz she's he's still dealing with the kid. Mm-hmm. But she goes, "Yeah, I killed Abraham and I killed Glenn." I think he totally is 100% honest. And I think aside from Father Gabriel, I think he's probably even more honest with Judith because Judith will spit her right back on like, "Well, maybe you should be nicer." Uh, yeah, that's very true. You know what I'm saying?
0: And I mean, the the other thing is too, you know, Judith still has the like the childlike optimism that mm-hmm. the, that this world can still be good and still mm-hmm. have good people in it. And I think to a point that's a, that's a detriment, you know, because I think sometimes that she is too over, I guess, overzealous in terms of letting people in and saving
1: them and right, going and out risking your people. own ass. And but
0: the other thing is too, you know, it, it can be a positive because I mean, yeah. how else are you going to grow this community? You hey. know, and not not necessarily just Alexandria, but how are you going to grow? the overall community, because now, you know, Magnus group is, is, is there, you know, and they're being
1: very productive and and very helpful. And again, Judith is right. You need to open up and let some people in. You can't close yourself off all the time. And I think like her interaction with Negan also brings to that. Like, you can't just make every be cold to everybody. Sometimes people are redemptible. And I think, and being friends with Negan, Negan was friends with Carl, so they already have that kind of, like... You think Negan's, like, telling her some stories about, you know, how, how I, Carl was and whatnot? I'm absolutely sure. He even said he mentioned the letter. Yeah. And so, I don't think... After six years, I don't think they really have any secrets. I don't think so either. I, I, think, I think Negan has found, not a kindred spirit, but somebody to, like, ground him. Well,
0: it, with I mean, very much like he said, you know, you know she has a great bullshit meter. hmm So... When he's you know going off with the going off with all the words and trying to be pomp and circumstance and whatnot, she's just like yo you dude th- this isn't you I know you yeah. Yeah. and she's the one that saved him yeah when he escaped he, he she I, actually saved him twice if you think about it because she didn't shoot him when he was up on the wall yeah and he, he, she didn't shoot him when he came back so
1: I think Judith would have been the only person that would have been able to ring Negan in I think if there was anybody else. They would have, like, came to blows, and he would have ran off, or somebody would have died. Yeah. Judith was the only person, like, look, come back. And I think Judith was the only reason why he came back. So, do you think this is part of Negan's, like, redemption arc, then? I believe this so. I believe this is going to be something down the line. Judith is going to be in dire straits, and ne- Uncle Negan is going to save the day. And I can't fucking wait for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be great because I want to
0: see I want to see a good badass Negan. Right. You know we've seen the bad badass Negan. Right. But I want to see the good badass.
1: At the longest time, I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for Uncle Negan. Like, but if he does Lone Wolf and Cub, I'm totally down with Lone Wolf and Cub Negan. He's like playing like you know he, he's baking cookies and stuff with Carol. He's he's wearing the pink apron in the in the Alexandria I kitchen. Love, I kind of like the pairings that they have now. I like the Connie and Daryl pairing, and I like the Negan and uh, Judith pairing. Yeah, I think they're, they're, they're making the characters some, play off well. Of each yeah, other. they're
0: coming up with some pretty unique character plays, you know. Because they had Eugenia Rosita early on when we finally are introduced with the Whisperers. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got we've got the very tumultuous, I guess, uneasy relationship with Father G and Rosita with Sadiq kind of on the you know being the side guy. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's interesting the way they're playing all these people against one another and with one another. But
1: so anyway, so then she's like, okay, um, Judith is not here. You mm-hmm. know, and Negan did so, like if you were a better listener, she you wouldn't be talking to me right now. You'd be talking right. to her. Like don't he's you fuck, al- he's, always he's always getting like a dig in, pushing buttons and talking shit. Negan is constantly talking and, shit, but he
0: cares about Judith. But he always wants to get that little that little mm-hmm. cheap shot, the the, the mm-hmm. rabbit punch in.
1: Yep, but I liked it. But he's right. I mean, if she Very wasn't true. so cold, if Michonne wasn't so cold and standoffish, then and she would have went and helped Henry and um Daryl and all them, then. Judith wouldn't be gone looking for him, so he's one hundred percent correct. Um, I also think like, I like what? What else did he say that she said something to him and then just shot his fucking ass up? Uh, I can't remember, but I really enjoy the interplay in between them. Yeah, I mean, the, the, honestly, the the character development in the back
0: half of the season, and I mean, I hate to say it because I love Andy Lincoln as an actor, mm-hmm. I, I think the the show was too focused on Rick, yeah. and Negan, yeah. for the past like two seasons. And I think now opening up the world after the departure of Rick was actually a good thing. You know, I think the other part of it, too, is that, you know, uh, Angela Kang has given a lot to the, the show in terms of being the new showrunner. Yeah. I mean, I think she's opened up the world and she's opened up, like, the
1: storyline. It's given it's given the characters a lot of room to grow. Right. And I think that's what's needed after, what, eight, nine years? Yeah, we're uh,
0: 2010 is when the the show originally aired. Yeah, yeah so, so like I mean we're you know,
1: going, we're almost at a decade now. Yeah, and this this show is <coughs> is seemingly reinvented itself after nine and a half seasons. I enjoy it. So next thing we know, Michonne's on horseback looking for Judith, and she sees like this like like mini a, mini herd, mini herd. Yeah, yeah, a mini herd. I thought it was the whispers at first. I, I did. T-
0: I thought there were going to be a couple whispers interspersed, and I thought mm-hmm. possibly they could have kidnapped Judith to try to do another you know another swap. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm with you with that one, but keep going.
1: They're like, oh shit, let's see what this herd's all about. So she's slicing her way through these. And and she's she's, doing it violently. She's going nuts. She's just like slicing their zombies coming around her. And she's like, boom, 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 boom. And you're like, holy shit, these zombies are getting decapitated. And like she's just rushing through them, not caring, seeing what's going on.
0: I mean, she's slicing two at a time. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's pulling some ninja shit.
1: She is. I just like (laughs) going... (laughs) heads flying off and like no so we see it what she's going for and what do we see judith being a little badass Mm -hmm. judith's fucking people up she cuts that dude's leg off and then stabs him in the head that was rad for a little girl doing that kind of badass shit that was slick
0: yep exactly i mean and and i think that's that's giving more you know i guess gravity to her character as being not necessarily a warrior but the beginnings of one Mm -hmm. you know she is modeling after her mother yeah you know and after everything is said and done judith gets this you know this quick scare where you know she's almost being bitten by a walker michonne comes in saves the day and then they have this conversation you know she has this this like little cut or grab mark on her arm mm-hmm. and she's having the conversation with judith about you know why everything is important and why everything's kind of played out the way it is and judith is the one that really talks to michonne into going after daryl going after connie and and really opening herself up, and the community of Alexandria up to the kingdom.
1: Well, she pulled the wool over Michonne's eyes multiple times and dropped the mic on her, like a crate of mics. One. <laughs> hmm. We found out why, and we'll, we'll, we're getting to it, why Michonne was so cold and, and stood up, and she was trying to protect Judith the whole time from all this horrible right. memory. Little did she know that Judith remembered the whole fucking thing. Like... Like, I remember, uh, I remember what went on. Yeah, I remember exactly. And she goes, so you remember this stuff, and you still were like, hey, let's get all these people and bring them in. she goes, yeah, mm-hmm. because what you did proved that you will do anything to protect the people you love. But don't we still, yeah. don't we still love Daryl? Don't we still love the kingdom? Don't we, we still love Carol? Don't we still love the king? Yeah, and then, like, he, Michelle was like, well, yeah. And then he goes, then why did we stop doing what we can to protect them? Right. You know, why did we, like kind of turn our backs on them and i think that was she was i think that's what made uh michonne go oh damn you're right yeah
0: you know i mean it's it's really a terrible thing too you know all these adults have these conversations about you know they're they're being very forceful with why haven't you opened this up and we need this and this has to happen and whatnot but really it takes a a young child to to really get michonne to realize you know hey this is where you're screwing up this is why you're closing it off And this is, you know, something you shouldn't do with all these other communities.
1: Judith continuously hits the nail right on the fucking head. I mean, like, bluntly, you know? Right. And I like that about her. I like that the fact you have these seasoned warriors, these seasoned, like, apocalypse-trained badasses, and Daryl, Michonne, and Negan, and all of them get put in their place by this 10-year-old girl. Mm -hmm. Just like, boom, boom, boom. And, like, not even, like, physically, just, like... Telling them what they need to hear when they need to hear it, and it's just like, God damn, you're a little badass. Even though you're going around chopping zombies' legs off and stabbing them in the head, you're dropping some science too. And I think that's a great little character, little character arc. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like what I like what she did, and the fact of the matter, she still, even though she's this little badass, she's still innocent enough where when uh, when one of the walkers has her. Mommy help, mommy help, mommy help, you know. She's still real vulnerable. She's still a little little girl. Yeah, she's still a little girl. Yeah. I like that. Judith's my my new favorite. (laughs) And you know what? That's so weird, because you have like this little girl that's a badass, and I'm like, I love Judith. And the other side of the world I hate Henry. Fucking Henry. You know? So it's like (laughs) No. But I I'm I'm I liked the future part. You know, it was very short compared to what we got. And I like the way they interweaved into two, although it was very confusing at times. But we'll get it, it that was later. because
0: they did it very like erratically and they did it very spontaneously mm-hmm. with, with not not a real setup to mm-hmm. how I mean, it was almost like a blink and you're in the past again. Kind of. Yeah. deal. So with the present, do we have anything else we really need to touch on?
1: I think that's it.
0: All right. So let's just go ahead and jump into the past piece of it. We're going back to the future. Oh, you want to go back in time?
1: This was cold-blooded. Yes, God it was. Goddamn.
0: And we finally figure out you know, the backstory as to the scars, mm-hmm. where we get the name of the episode on both Daryl and Michonne's lower back, which is not what I conjectured a Me couple neither. episodes ago. Um, I was wrong.
1: It wasn't Civil War. It wasn't like crazy foreign invaders where everybody had to get together and mm-hmm. fight. It wasn't like anything like that. It was something much more worse. Yeah, it was exactly. Much, something much, something much that worse. you and
0: you and me, as horrible human beings, couldn't even conceive. So, no. <laughs> but we we get the flashback sequence back to when Michonne was still pregnant with RJ, and I'm wanting to say she was pretty far along. You know, with eight nine months. Yeah, maybe. eight
1: nine months. She was buried to drop.
0: So we we see that at the beginning of uh, of this, you know, previous previously on The Walking Dead mm-hmm. kind of deal. We, we see that uh, a new group of individuals has come to the gate yeah. uh, of Alexandria, and lo and behold, Michonne knows one of those people. It, her name is Jocelyn. Apparently, they had some type of connection back in college or you know, college and high school or something like that, but they knew each other in, before the apocalypse happened. Well, Jocelyn also comes in in tow with a bunch of kids, so I'm just going to call them the dead-end kids. I like Angels with Dirty Faces. What can I say? I like old, like, 30s gangster movies.
1: But what confused me was, like, they open it up, and there, there's another little kid already in Alexandria. Uh-huh. And there's a couple of other people already in Alexandria. And, and Judith a bunch is of new, there as, and, and as a youngster. little, little Judith and all these. And I'm like, who the fuck are these people? You know? And I'm like, well, they're obviously going to die because they're not there six years later. So <laughs> I shouldn't get too attached to them.
0: Yeah, but I mean they're not the red shirt teens. We do know that, right? So
1: I thought the kid. Okay, well, when I had I had a theory about the red shirt teens later, but anyway, so yeah, like it was a nice touching scene to see Michonne like after all this time, somebody from my past is still around and kicking. Come on in, come on in, come on in, you know. Then that's where we we were going to get more story and figure out what exactly the connection was. But Crowley Furniture had to bump its ass in there, so well they got to get the they got to get their commercial revenue, man. I guess so. Then fuck themselves. So then we wind up saying you got to go save them, go save them. We're like, okay, who are they gonna go save? Well, lo and behold, turns out that it's a bunch of children.
0: Right. So they're going around looking, and and, and they have to save Judith. Mm. So well, not yet, well, not yet. No, I'm just saying, you know, overall they have to save Judith, mm-hmm. which is which is ironic because. They go on this, you know, this this traveling. I guess this traveling search party for her, but she really is the one that saves everybody else as she gets older. Yes,
1: you know. But um, back, back to the past. Back to the past. No, they. That's another thing that they interweave the future and the past, or the present and the past a lot, because a lot of very mirrored simi- Im- mm. images. Um, when they saw the the pipe that Judith used to escape. That comes into play later on. Um, the path that they take to go find Judith, that comes back into mm-hmm. play later on. I really liked what they did there. And like you said, normally haphazardly stuff like that would piss me off. And it did a few times in this episode, but when they did it right, it worked really it hit well really for good. me. It yeah. worked really well for me. And when they didn't have like match.com, come find me, you know, then it wasn't so bad. But anyway, so like the lady the, the, from her past is like, you got to go save him. And I'm like, okay, so who are they going to go save? Turns out it was this, children's bunch of little kids yeah bunch of little kids and you conjectured that it was the uh, that they were uh, that they were the ones from alpha's
0: initial group i don't think they were I, you, the more i think about it i don't think it was but it was kind of weird that you know when they're walking through like this this um area they see you know how to field dress a deer kinda, yeah kind of displayed out on the wall me too how to cook a rabbit displayed on the wall and you you, you find these kids and you're just like what the hell kind of survivalist training camp are they starting here? See, that should
1: have made some red flags go Right. Off. It really should have. It threw me for a loop what happened later on. I wasn't expecting that. But looking back on it, yeah, how to hunt, how to grafts, mm-hmm. how to take care of things really simplistically, it makes sense what happened. Right. But I was with you. I'm like, holy shit, did the whispers just leave all their kids because they've done it before. Right, yeah. There's a the Yeah.
0: Right? So when when Michonne and Jocelyn really start having their heart to heart, they you know they start talking about college and you know how it's so good to see each other again and whatnot. And Michonne completely just lets herself open up, and mm-hmm. it's very unlike Michonne. The only other person that I've seen her open up with, or two other people, were Carl and Rick. Yeah, I mean, oh, and she's completely exposed
1: to this Jocelyn character that she knows from her past. Yeah, which which. It's out of character, but makes sense. Yeah. I mean, she's vulnerable right now because, one, she's pregnant. She's nine months pregnant. And I think
0: she said it's been, like, 16 years since they saw each other. Yeah. Was that what it was? Something like that. Yeah, Even I, befo- I know it was an extended period of time before the apocalypse. Yeah. She
1: was like, it was been a long time before everything went down. Right. So, you have this old friend, and you want to catch up. And when you, when you spend every single day looking for your dead husband, mm-hmm. or at least remains of your dead husband... You're gonna go through some shit, and you're gonna want to talk to somebody, especially someone who doesn't know the story.
0: And he- Michonne is doing that pregnant. That's what. Uh, that's what gets me. I mean, I'm nothing against people doing that stuff pregnant, but you would think that she would be a little bit more cautious, mm-hmm. or at least have somebody with her. But no, both her and Daryl are still out there searching for Rick. You yeah. Know? And I'm I'm am to assume that it's a couple of maybe a couple of months after Rick's disappearance. Because, I mean, she is further along, but, you know, when Rick gets blown... She was down pregnant the, already. Yeah, she was pregnant, but she wasn't showing. Not not like she was in the episode. Right. I mean, So she it's a couple months later.
1: At least about six months. Right. And so they've been... you By the episode, you assume that they've been out every single day for the past six months. Even Daryl says, I went all the way to the ocean. Yeah. And and I went all the way back. to the
0: ocean and back, and I, I couldn't find anything.
1: And that's making me think, like, God damn, how far away is it from the ocean? How long did he travel? You know? So I guess... You know, he goes, there's even a part where she goes, are you going to be okay alone? And he goes, yeah, I'm always. And she goes, I'm not. I need somebody. And so when somebody from her past that she can instantly connect with come, of course, she's going to open up and be like, let me tell you what's going on now. Mm -hmm. You know, and
0: she completely lets herself open up to to Jocelyn. Mm -hmm. And and I
1: thought it was good. At first, I was like, you know what? I hope this works out great. I, I it thought it was going to, but right. I hope it does. I thought it was
0: going to be a good, you know, building opportunity for Michonne's character. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be good for the the community of Alexandria, but then, you know, Judith and, and, all the kids from Alexandria go over to the sleepover in one of the newer houses because because there are all these kids right. there and, and everybody's and like, Michonne "Hey, Michonne trusts Jocelyn, right?"
1: And 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 they get them at the end of the day, they're still kids. You don't expect kids to do anything terrible, you know. Like, oh, let's go to the new like orphanages and hang out with all these new kids because why not? Our kids want to play with new kids, mm-hmm. so they go. Honest, uh, it's innocent enough. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, Michonne's like going to go pick up Judith. Everybody's gone. Yeah.
0: Everybody is Everybody's, gone. Everybody's. Everybody in that house is gone. We see that the the pantry has been raided. Mm-hmm. One of one of the people informs Michonne that the, the pharmacy has been raided. Mm-hmm. They they go around the, the house. I guess they had a wa- uh, a watch person that was stabbed to death, and we have footprints leading to the sewers. Little bloody footprints. Little bloody footprints. Little bloody yeah. footprints. And, I was and like, now we know why in in the the present day sequence. All of the sewer lids were bolted to the street, Mm -hmm. which I thought was peculiar when we saw it. But now that we see the the flashback sequences, it was actually pretty damn smart.
1: Yeah. You know? But then again, they're also kind of fucking themselves because that's how they escaped Negan.
0: Very true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I thought, at first, I didn't realize that there was the bolted down thing. I thought it was like... They were afraid of Ninja Turtles? Judith used that to escape. And that's why they showed it. I didn't know that they were going to say that implying that the kids used it for escape later on. Right. But then they go to this. They're going looking out for the kids. And then Daryl and Michonne are having a heart to heart talk. Then, hi, come find me. Yeah. But
0: then when, when they get back to the episode, man, this is probably one of the most telling lines out of the entire series. Daryl and Michonne are sitting on this on this. Sitting on a park bench. Now they're sitting, dun, dun, dun. Now they're sitting on a swing set and they're, and they're talking. And, you know, Michonne talks about how disappointed she is in herself. Mm-hmm. That she let her guard down. How could she do it? She knows better. And Daryl has has one of the best lines of the entire show when he says, you know, some people just have so much hate in their hearts, they hide it. And they're, they're like wearing a mask or something. Message. And it's like, holy shit. We're talking before RJ was born. So like six years. You know, we're talking about a six-year jump, and he he uh, he prophesizes the, the whispers. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's kind of clever. Right? I liked
1: it. And I know some people are going to think that's cheesy as shit. I thought it was cool, too. So. I liked it because it's a little throwaway line, you know? Yeah. And it worked. It affected me. I'm like, ah, whispers, you know? But, like, so they're going to go find these kids, and then they find them in this, like, I guess, school. Yeah, it was a school. And sure enough, they come out and, like... Where's Judith? She goes. I'm sorry, I had to do this to you. And those kids fuck them up. Yeah, because when when Daryl comes into the school, he sees
0: Michonne standing in front of like this this brat pack mm-hmm. uh, of kids, and Daryl's trying to figure out, you know, what the hell's going on. Well, Michonne only wants Judith back. That's all she's thinking about. Well, Daryl starts to come toward him, and one of the kids shoots him in the shoulder. Yeah, with an arrow.
1: It was the kid who was already in Alexandria. Yeah, which got me thinking, like, what kind of cult? What kind, of, what kind of Kool-Aid are they Jim Jones and these yeah. kids with? Yeah, and, and it was people who were like already part of the team. So, like, were those recon kids? Possibly.
0: Or maybe they, the brainwashing was just that good, hmm. you know? So, fast forward a little bit in the show. We see that Michonne and Daryl are tied up. Jocelyn is in there with, with I guess, a couple of the prospects, uh, a couple of the prospect kids or whatnot. She's mm-hmm. trying to train these kids. Yeah. And we find out where the exes come from. They actually get branded. I would like to know why the the X of all things. The mark. And why on the kidney or the the lower left side? Because if you think back, that's exactly where Rick was impaled by that rebar spike. No. So it seems kind of weird.
1: I just think it was because the kid couldn't reach anymore because you had a brand <laughs> he he on the ass. He couldn't get any higher. Because <laughs> they're already tied up. But um, No, she was like, I'm sorry we had to do this, but the kids keep me strong. You know, mm-hmm. I protect them. They do up
0: and she we, looks at one of the kids in the, and, and she says, you know, why do we do this? The strong survive and
1: thrive. Well, let me go back because I, mi- I we missed something here that like now comes into play. It should have been remember how we were like, oh, the field dressing and the thing should have been another red flag. Another mm. red flag would have been like, they're like, Man, your kids sure hunted good. Like, uh-huh. like, where did they learn how to hunt like that? Like, oh, my kid, the kids can do anything they want if they put their mind to it. If you let them because they're ready to learn and ready to do stuff, these kids these days, these kids, you know, I got to take care of them because they're all I got. Ha ha, they're good hunters. And I'm thinking, like hmm i i now looking back i'm like that's kind of fucked up because you know they've done it to many a community well and you think about it it's it's kind of smart man yeah. i mean because who suspects
0: a kid right you know who really right. suspects a kid so when michonne and daryl finally get you know subdued one of the kids cracks michonne in the head you know knocks her out they string him up you know and, and then they brand them well daryl is constantly with his redneck ingenuity he, the, there's no, there's no bindings that can hold no nope. justice. Nope, no person can hold
1: this. <laughs> so, I mean, hell, he was on Easy, easy street. street. He escaped Easy Street. He escaped some fucking Boy Scout trip. Yeah. Right <laughs> with the knots. Who's knots are these? Not mine. So, no way. Not never. <laughs> so, we, we we see that they, get,
0: they escape, and you know, Daryl knocks out one of the guards. He's like, I'm gonna tie him up and whatnot, and they go searching for Judith. Well. Jocelyn like then employs like this little hitman's army of little kids as they start to shuffle Judith out the back door. Well, Michonne is like adamant that she does not want to hurt these kids. No, because they're kids. I mean they're well, kids. Well, yeah. And then one of the kids takes a knife swipe at, at Michonne, cuts her in the stomach, you know, over to the side. Just like right
1: across the big belly and it went could have went deep. That kid was like he was fierce looking, that little blonde. Yeah, boy. like
0: the little feral dude from Mad Max. <laughs> no, the pancake kid from
1: Cabin Fever. Uh Touche. Pancakes! Just flips and shit. No, so he slices her across the belly, and I'm like, God damn, that kid almost impaled a pregnant woman. And she's still, she's like, I don't want to hurt you guys, trying to knock him out. and like, um, and She
0: throws that one chick into the door that had her sword. Yeah. Like, and I mean, like, cross-body
1: block. Give him my sword. And then she didn't want to hurt anybody. She had that pipe, I'm like, give him a fucking sword back. Scared that kid for a little bit. And I was like, holy shit, I'm scared too. Because she's badass. But then, uh, she finally escapes. They get out in the courtyard, mm-hmm. and then like the the oh, what was the what was the mom's name? Jocelyn. Jocelyn. She's like beats the shit out of her with a two by four across the face, in the stomach, just across like the back. right, just pop, 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 I'm like let's go kill the kids, and then we'll kill the mark. But it,
0: but it really shows you, you know just how much of a fierce warrior Michonne is because she turns around and she kills her friend. Mm -hmm. I mean, she stabs her in the thigh first, drops her. And then she's like
1: all out and pales her through the chest. Again, it was either her or them. I mean, her or her Michonne or Jocelyn. She's going to pick Jocelyn. Then she's trying to like get to this one kid, the one kid, again, that same fucking kid who was in the sanctuary or who in Alexandria before. What was her name? Willie? Um, I can't remember now. Why, Winnie, 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 Winnie. and so there's, so Winnie's gonna go, and what we think is kill Judith. Yeah, and, she probably and is. Jocelyn
0: even says, you know, get to the camper, kill the kids, finish this. Yeah, fin- finish what we started. Yeah, because like they already all these, have
1: all their supplies.
0: And but honestly, man, you know, when, when when faced with those type of odds, what would you do?
1: Kill some kids.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't even.
1: I wouldn't even try to disarm. No. them. I'm like, I've got a katana. They've got my kid. And they're going to kill my kid, and they got all my food. They're going to die. You know, somebody's getting spanking. I'm going to put some kids in time out forever. (laughs) <laughs> so like no I'm not gonna go around saying I'm gonna go kill kids now I'm just saying like if it shit if, came if faced with those same those, right. that same scenario ten those years... same choices if okay listen up listeners if you're like oh you're a despicable person for saying you're gonna go kill kids he really is ten, true but in 10 years in the future of the zombie apocalypse if you're still listening to this show and you have that same reaction fuck you so <laughs> and there goes our last listener sorry Lance <laughs> No, seriously, she should have killed those kids as soon as they had the katana. That's very true. As yeah. soon as soon as that boy sliced her in the gut, she should have just went ham on him. I mean, just like I mean,
0: I, you could have you could have easily given me my own infomercial because I would have been slicing, dicing, chop. and e- and even made julienne french fries. But wait, there's more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's more ass kicking. That's exactly what there'd be more of.
1: No, so I mean, I felt so bad for Michonne because like. In theory, a non-psychopathic human does not want to... Right, does not want to injure children. Yeah, exactly. Right? But to have to take down, like, a little mini army of them, because they're coming at her one at one with, like, knives and boards with nails in it. pipes. Pipes. Like, Streets of Rage style. And they're already... And one of them's already, like, 50 feet in front of you, about to go kill your daughter with, like, one of those little gardening knives. Mm -hmm. Of course you're going to go fuck up some shit. I thought... Daryl was going to like, okay, so, so let me, let me rewind this back a bit. (laughs) So I really like the editing on this part because she's facing the decision whether to like chop up some kids Mm -hmm. and she's like, I got to do what I got to do. These, these kids are me. So she starts slicing up these kids and beating the shit out of them. Good job on The Walking Dead for not showing Michonne actually kill these children. But they <laughs> intercepted, I mean, they um, interspliced it in between her killing the walkers to save mm-hmm. Judith. Kind of a mirror image going through the killing to save, to get to the end of the, end of the level. I kill your children, now I kill you. Right? But I was like, damn, she's going to town on these kids like she's going on these walks i feel bad for the set parents you know because like, <laughs> she's like chopping off heads and cutting off limbs, and i'm just thinking that's gotta be the worst fucking field trip everywhere you know and so it's like, definitely not kaleidoscope right it's, probably, it's disneyland but uh no and so then finally there's the one winnie at the at the edge of the door. And Michonne is pleading with She's her. She's like, please, when he don't do it, don't do it. And then Daryl comes out. I want to know what Daryl did.
0: I, I thought Daryl. Yeah, exactly. Because when Daryl comes out, he's got both of his knives, like when he was fighting Beta. And both of them are dripping
1: with blood. Bloody and, vi- and like fucking not, <laughs> viscera just hanging down off of it. Shit. I thought he was going to put an arrow through Winnie's skull.
0: I did In too. I thought dome. he was going to bust out with his crossbow. Just like pew, pew, pew. But instead Daryl comes out, you know. Fists covered in blood.
1: Dead children everywhere.
0: Schools out.
1: (laughs) I was like, wow, that was like a Wolverine moment Uh, almost. And then then Winnie looks around and all her friends, all of her classmates are there decimated on the floor. So she runs. Wisely so. Yeah, I mean, I would have. But between, okay, let's
0: see. Okay, maybe maybe Winnie kills Judith. All right. And then what happens? She gets chopped
1: up and like fed to the koi pond at Alexandria, right? No, Winnie made the very correct decision. I wonder. I wonder if she grows up to be alpha. No, wrong answer. No, she <laughs> she joins the whispers. Maybe man, we ne- we never know. We never man. Never know because we never see Winnie again.
0: Yeah, but Who? I mean that that part there, man. It was it was heavy, but I I thought it was awesome. I dug this. shit the, out, the, out only, of it, the only thing, honestly, we were missing about making that whole just scene so surreal was like if Daryl came out like. With one knife and like a bloody teddy bear in the other hand. That would be the only thing that I would be like that would actually shock me in that episode in that part of the episode. The
1: head of a small ginger child.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They were right. They have no soul. (laughs) But I mean that was Someone's got cooties. (laughs) (laughs) Nice plug. Nice plug indeed. But yeah, I mean that was part of probably one of the most violent you know, besides the Abraham Glenn thing, I mean, that was probably one of the most violent things that we've
1: seen. It was one of the most like shocking things. I mean, like I mean, even though we, I thought the I thought the baby in the cornfield with the whispers thing was kind of shocking. Even though we never see any children really get hit, it's all theater of the mind, it's all implied, but it's so fucking fucked up and fucking great at the it's same time. Dark in here. Yeah, it is.
0: So I don't know, man. I mean, that pretty much wraps the, the well, past part of it. But, I mean, we do have
1: a couple other things that we can interject. Yeah. Because so so now we know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of funny to, like, at first Judith was, like, looking around. And then she's like, oh, it's it's Mommy. Mm-hmm. And then later on, like, hey. We we come back to the present. And they're mm-hmm. having the conversation while Michonne is, you know, bandaging up Judith. It's like, how, hey, if you remember this, how come you didn't come? Because I didn't recognize you. You were covered in blood children's blood and it took me a second it took me a second but like there's no reason and i'm safe there's no reason why we can't go out and protect our friends like the way you protect me if we close ourselves off we're doing ourselves more damage the more you know dun 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 straight up after school special walking dead style yeah it wasn't after school special because there's no more class (laughs) the kids are gone school's out school's out (laughs) <laughs> no, but I, I really enjoyed the way they interweaved the two stories when it hit good. Yeah. There was times where I was like, this is, it's confusing. There was many, many a time when they would go back and forth in a time mm-hmm. where you're like, I'm not sure where this story is going and why is it doing this? Where are we? Yeah. And I don't think that, that match.com helped it either.
0: Well, and, and, you know, we'll be able to revisit these when they're on Blu-ray. Right, whatnot, but, I mean, the even, of the but even then it was just like. I was
1: still confused.
0: Right. Right. And, you know, I don't do well, uh, you know, because I don't necessarily like time jumps. I think they did this one really well Mm -hmm. because it explained more of why Michonne was the way she was in Alexandria. And it makes Um, sense.
1: If you have to go and kill a bunch of fucking kids.
0: Yeah, you're definitely going to change a little bit.
1: Right. The last time you let anybody in, you wound up doing the schoolhouse massacre. So, of course, you're not going to, like be apt to, like, come on in, everybody! Right, exactly,
0: because somebody pushed you to that point, and it was somebody that was really close to her. Mm -hmm. So, so, I mean, imagine what's going to happen when she comes across a stranger's group. Yeah. You know, she doesn't want to let them in because, I mean, hell, she doesn't know them.
1: And I wouldn't go around telling everybody that story either. Exactly. Like, for example, like, there were, like, going earlier in the episode where she's talking to Daryl, and she goes, yeah, I heard a lot of the stories, and Daryl's like, you ain't heard them all. You ain't heard them all, yeah. You ain't heard them all. And, like... Apparently so, because she knew the whole time. And she was like, they made it seem like a game. Everything was having fun. They never hurt me. little another, they were going to try and kill her. Right. But, you know, this was a violent, shocking episode. But it was really, really good, and it put a lot of backstory in it. I remember earlier, on earlier episodes, we bitched, like, I want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I think now was a good time. Yeah. Because we know why now she is so cold and why she would be doing that thing. Yep. I would have liked the answers a little bit earlier, but I'm glad we got them now. And I think that it's a parallel with Judith. It worked out well for the story. Yeah,
0: and I'm interested to see how the rest of the season is going to play out because we only have two episodes left. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the episode, we see that, you know, the, the emissaries are coming to the kingdom for the fair. And we see two two whisperers outside of the kingdom's gates.
1: And you know but It's not even the emissaries. And they weren't even the fair- whispering. It they wasn't were even, talking like us. True. <laughs> Fuck that. But it wasn't even. <laughs> no, oh, these motherfuckers is at the kingdom. <laughs> we got to tell Alpha some horse shit. But no, it wasn't even emissaries. It was Michonne and Judith on the road picking them up. They picked up in this like pimp chalice. Mm-hmm. And this is like, like hey, like guys, old, yeah.
0: like Buick celebrity drawn by horses.
1: Uh-uh, you need a ride to the fair? Come on in. I got me a car. It's as big as. Well. But I'm, I'm glad that Michonne is like, yeah, you're right. Let's go help our friends, take them to the fair, and they're going to need our help mm-hmm. because there's some ill shit about to mm-hmm. go down. So, And I'm not sure why my whisperer sounded like Sir Smokes a lot
0: from Half-Baked.
1: Doctor says I need to back out of me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, I mean, that pretty much closes out the episode. Do you have anything else that you can think that we missed or that we need to talk about? I
1: really enjoyed this episode. Okay. It was a very good episode. Then,
0: like we do on every episode on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest,
1: how would you rate this episode? If it wasn't for Crowley Furniture, I would give it an eight, almost an eight and a half. This was a great episode. Shocking, violent, wonderful. Crowley Furniture, seven. Ooh, okay. It pissed me off. It it took my momentum out of it. It makes me feel like there was missing, that we missed a lot. I mean, no, we haven't, because the commercial break at most was two minutes. Right, but it makes it feel like but, that. But it feels like there was, like, missing scenes, missing emotions, missing speeches, and I don't fucking like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe when this comes out on Blu-ray and, and DVD, I mean, we can revisit the mm-hmm. you know the season and kind of do a wrap-up and, and see you, because it's, it's happened a couple times. Yeah. I mean, we've had like, in one minute on AMC's The Walking Dead. Yeah, the good thing you know, about- We've had that in a couple episodes. Yeah, one this one. Off. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it definitely throws you off. Honestly, with with that even being in the episodes, the kind of disjointed, you know, commercial breaks and, and the way that it was broken up, I'm gonna go. A, I'm gonna go with a solid hard nine on this one. Wow, I mean, I really enjoyed the episode. I really enjoyed the fact that they focused on Michonne finally, right? Um, because her character has been underserved in terms of telling her backstory. I mean, we got everything with Andre and her two walkers like early, early on in her introduction, uh, seasons ago. But I mean, everything else has just been kind of her on the back burner with the Rick Grimes thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we really need to talk about you know how awesome some of the the kills were in this episode. Yeah, because she like diagonally slices yeah, one we Walker's get the head. Door. Yeah, one one Walker's head completely in half when she's down at the at the the riverside, mm-hmm. and, and she finds Rick's Python in the in the sand down so,
1: by the riverside. And
0: you know, as, as she gifts that back to Judith as a as a portion of her father. But, I mean, I'm going to go with 9 because I really enjoyed the story. I mean, I thought the brutality that Daryl showed or that they showed Daryl having, mm-hmm. you know, toward toward the end of the episode. And even the way that Michonne, they explained why she is the way she is now. Or before Judith was able to talk some sense into her, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, me so, too. you're going to go with a 7 because of commercials and whatnot. Asterix 7. Right. So, like a Barry Bonds moment to, to mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. put in the records. I'm going to go with a nine. I want to remind everybody we will be back next week covering AMC's The Walking Dead Season 9, Episode 15. And, and AMC's Into the Badlands. Yes! Comes I'm back. so
1: excited for this.
0: I am, too. We're actually going to have double episodes that no, week. Three episodes that week because well, we're going to have, have Sunday, Dead.
1: Monday, and then the two nights. We're going to have three. So, yeah. we're, we're
0: going to be all up in your ear hole, Lance. Yeah, exactly. So to our one listener, have fun downloading those. All (laughs) right. But on behalf of my co-host, Genius McGee, I'm Dustin P. I'm going to go hose down the playground.